At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is uncanny usa he says somebody's in the house and i screamed listen to uncanny usa wherever you get your bbc podcasts if you dare xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month no matter what kind of entertainment you love addicted to true crime catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on a e crime central crave adventure explore asian action movies on hayah searching for something extreme check out skating snowboarding and more on fuel tv plus the global home of action sports and find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's hit nation playlist there's new free shows and movies to love every week say free this week in your xfinity voice remote getting ready to take on spring Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. This is the Lombardi Line with Michael Lombardi and Patrick Maher on VSIN. We begin our number two of the Lombardi Line presented by BetMGM. Dave Ross alongside Mike Pritchard here at South Point Casino in Las Vegas, Nevada. And Pritch was great having uh, CP Carl Paulson join us here from SiriusXM Radio. Of course, does a great job with PGA Tour. And he picked Rory McIlroy here to win this thing outright. Now, it has been almost a decade since Rory has won a major. He said he saw enough watching him out there piping. Look, you know, he can. He can hit the ball as far as anybody. He can be the best driver of the golf ball. Right. The, the, it looks like it could be a bomber's paradise, but you're still going to have to be able to chip and putt, and that's going to be the key to winning this thing. And look, that's Rory can do that when he is on like any great player, but it's been a while since we've seen But him. can he be on for four days, though? That's mm. the thing. Like, Rory can make a charge. Um, it normally gets off to these terrible starts. Oh, uh, no, I know. And then, but so, I know Carlson kind of dissed the trend. He did. <laughs> but it's 10, it's 10 majors. It's amazing. 36-hole leader after, uh, after, in 10 majors have gone, has gone on to win the tournament. At this golf course. At this golf course. Which is Bizarre, because that means that when you get to Saturday mm-hmm. and you get your 36-hole leader, you would play that person to hold on to the lead, which is almost, you know, that's almost the antithesis to what we've seen in the PGA Tour. Because right. guys normally don't hold on to those leads. But to have that trend happen 10 times at Southern Hills is astounding. So keep that food for thought mm-hmm. when you get there for the weekend. Let's look at some of the matchups. and. It, it is sometimes, look, it's hard to pick outrights. Right. Right. So you're going to do a pool 
of three, four guys. You hope one of those guys comes home and cashes the ticket. But if you don't, sometimes you might look at these matchups as a way to say these are better plays. Mm-hmm. Now, again, they're not going to have the payouts that you're going to have with the individuals. These to are win. tournament matchups, though. These are for the tournament. Right. So potentially for four days. But what could be interesting here is I try to identify guys that I think might miss the cut mm-hmm. because then I got to beat you for two days. I don't have to beat you for all four. If my guy makes the cut and your guy doesn't make the cut, I don't have to sweat it out. I could have a terrible two days, but we already cashed that ticket. So when you look at some of these, like John Rahm against Cuddy Scheffler, <laughs> just King Kong against Godzilla. Sure, Let's sure. just go ahead. Who and has have, the axe? Right? <laughs> so those guys are going to be around for the weekend, right. and you got to think of that as a four-day thing. Uh, to Carl's point here, when you look at Scotty Sheffer, if you're not discussing Scotty Sheffer, you're not doing it right. Because th- there's no reason and there's no theory that should say he should p- play poorly this week on a golf course that he says is his favorite. So you go in with a great mind, mind frame, if you will. You go in there as the winner at Augusta National. Mm-hmm. You played pretty well last week in your tune-up. And then you got John Rahm. How in the world do you handicap those two heavyweights? I just got to be honest with you. I can't bet against Scotty Scheffler at minus $1.10 against Romer. It's tough. It really is. Um, that's what's tough about these tournament matchups, too. I think Matt Santos, our producer, had a great idea about it uh, or how to approach it, too, uh, is so you, you take long shots. You, you mm-hmm. take uh, flyers, if you will, for some guys to, to win it. Rory, for instance. There you go. Uh, and then maybe cover yourselves with some of these matchups uh, where you have the payouts. That uh, could be difficult at times uh, in terms of who's going to win these matchups, but at least you you keep yourself alive for these four days from a matchup standpoint, and then also having a pretty solid bet. So I, I like that approach. To be honest with you, I just can't find Jordan Spieth, uh, Hovland. Mm. Um, Jordan Spieth is minus one thirty, and, and what Carl was just talking about with Jordan has perked up my ears a little bit in terms of okay, maybe I'm looking for something special uh, from Spieth. Uh, and then Scheffler is so confident on this course already, just listening to his comments. Mm. So confident about this course, and the conditions are going to be tough for these guys. I think he just I think he just identified a really good play, potentially. And, I, yes, you're going to lay a little bit with Jordan Spieth against mm-hmm. Victor Hovland, but here's the problem for Vic. Right. Now, look, he's Oklahoma State guy. It's Tulsa, Oklahoma. People make those geographical equations and say, well, he's going to play well there. If you listen to Carl, if you listen to all of our experts across the network this week – we're talking about chipping and putting. Mm-hmm. The weakest part of Victor Hovland's game is chipping and putting. The strongest part of Jordan Spieth's play is chipping and putting. That is a favorable matchup here, and this is what we're trying to identify. I think that's a great way to look at it. So yeah. even if Jordan, who, who I've been very critical of Jordan Spieth in the last five years, where's your head's at? Your head seems to be in the best space it's been in five years. So for me, that's a very favorable matchup to identify there. That's what I want to try to find. I want to try to find guys that maybe they're strong top 20 players, but they have a discernible weakness. Mm -hmm. Victor Hovland has that. I look at a guy like Patrick Cantlay here in that matchup with Rory McIlroy. Well, Patrick Cantlay's plus money. Right. So Carl likes Rory to win this tournament outright. He's laying a dollar 40. You know, to me, it's going to be hard to play Cantlay there because, again, a guy who hasn't won a major, we assume he will at some point. You, you, you got to try to find those th- those type players. Siwoo Kim is laying a big number against Ian Poulter. Where's Ian Poulter's heads at? It might be in the Live Tour, in the Saudi Arabian Tour, 
right? So those are the type of things. Victor Hovland, yeah, don't get, to me, seduced by the juice. Right. We see the plus money with Victor Hovland, plus 105. Man, I'm weighing it with Jordan Spieth in $1.30. Yeah, I mean, you think about Spieth and you think about the conversation. Like, I mean, my goodness, mic him up, right? Uh, that's, that's gold. He's going to be talking. Him, Absolutely. Uh, and on this course, too, you know he's going to be talking. So I, I think as a better, you kind of have some concern with that. I have some concern with Rory that way, too, because Ooh. he's made comments about conditions and courses. And uh, Okay, for instance, you're going to have to uh, tee off behind greens. Mm. Right, you're gonna have to tee off and hit over tee boxes. That's and, crazy. And your ball's gonna land on a green. You're gonna have to wait. You could have some slow play out there too because of the conditions and everybody was kind of thinking through their shots. So is that how is that gonna affect a golfer? And it, could that affect Rory a negative way and Jordan Spieth a negative way as well? You know, it's so interesting you bring that up because again, our last guest, Carl Paulson, I remember going to watch Carl play in a tournament at, at Potomac, Maryland, uh, where they just played um, the Wells Fargo a couple mm -hmm. weeks ago. And I was there at the court. I didn't want to be like, hey, Carl. So I was kind of hanging out at the ropes, and I see Carl sitting on his bag putting a dip in. And I just go, hey, Carl. He goes, hey, Dave. And I go, how is it out here? And he goes, it's slow as beep. <laughs> and I can't repeat the beep. But the point is players right. get aggravated mm -hmm. yep. when they have to wait. They get in a rhythm. They want to stay in the rhythm. It can affect your rhythm. To a player like Rory, he likes to play fast. He likes to go. And you got to slow him down. That could be a problem. I do identify one other matchup, Pritch, that okay. I want to bring to the people's attention. It's JT, not Timberlake. Justin Thomas, laying $1.20 against Colin Morikawa. I think Colin Morikawa might be the best iron player in the world. What does Colin Morikawa struggle at? Chipping and putting. What does JT, when he gets hot? Man, he can burn up that putter. To me, as much as I love watching Colin Morikawa swing those irons, I kind of look at that as a favorable matchup for JT. For a guy who, who yeah. hasn't been in the winner's circle in a while, but he's been around. He hasn't really struggled this year. So there's a, another player coming in with good form that I'm probably going to lay the small price and take JT and lay that dollar twenty against Conor. And that's why I like betting golf because you can find interesting angles, like whether they're tour championship matchups here um, for the tournament. Uh, and then if you can find those discernible uh, angles right there, like you just mentioned, uh, that's something that gives you confidence as a better too. I mean, the 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 trend here, the staggering stat, I want to I want to coin it that way. Uh, I, I don't know if it's going to hold true or not. But to be it's going to make fields. you think of betting on right, Saturday night. Right, it is. Right, because Carl pointed out something. He mentioned something perfectly that, okay, golfers are not going to think about it that way. And then, too, um, you, you got to factor in the fields. Like when Tiger went wire to wire in 07, mm. right, Com compared to, to now uh, and the golfers that you have in this field. Let me ask you this. If Tiger Woods were to have the 36-hole lead, I mean, I mean, could, could you imagine? I knew you were going to ask this question. The, 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 just mm. the fervor that would be out there in oh, the golf man. community and the betting community of going. They'd be talking about that trend now, then, right? They would be talking about Absolutely. It, and they'd be talking about him going wire to wire in 2007. Mm -hmm. So it is imperative. And look, Carl said it. You and I both believe it. We're both betting it that Tiger Woods is going to make the cut. Right. And that number has drifted north now, right? It's go Those good numbers of dollar fifteen are gone. Because I think people realize, to Carl's point, this golf course is going to play tough. Mm -hmm. That is good news for the best players in the world. So as a better, are you considering who can hold it together mentally? Yes. For the four days for this tournament. Mentally strong for a tough golf course. Right, because they can all hit it. Like There's a lot of bombers in this. I mean, chipping mm -hmm. and putting, and they can get their game uh, up to par, if you will. Uh, but who's going to hold it together mentally uh, for these conditions, this course, and this field? 
Totally. And so when you hear that news, that again, and this is why it's very important when you talk to the guys that are out there, like Carl, who say, there's no, nobody's going double digits. This isn't going to be what you saw last week, 26 under. That brings Tiger into play a little bit because he, he's the most mentally tough golfer we've ever seen, right? So if you get it, let's theorize that the number, if it's single digits, five, seven under, mm-hmm. could win this thing at Sunday. That means survive in advance, baby, the first two days. Tough conditions, windy conditions, make that cut. You make the cut around even par, you're in play come the weekend. Yeah. Better yet, you're three or four under, you're definitely going to be right there in play. The idea is nobody's going to go out there and shoot 10 under right. the first two days and then back up and win this thing. You're going to have to be positioning your, your, yourself uh, to, to win this golf tournament in the first two days where it appears that it's going to be tougher conditions. So look for those guys that play well. I'll give you another name out there, Shane Lowry. Another, we don't talk about the Europeans a lot, mm-hmm. right? But if you're going to look for Euros that might actually make some headway, watch a guy like Lowry, who's, I heard him today, he loves to play in bad conditions. Northern Ireland guy, <laughs> right? Rory McIlroy. Rory's not your tradition, traditional Euro anymore. He lives in Florida. He feels more like an American golfer. <laughs> okay. Shane Lowry still feels like a Euro out there who welcomes bad conditions wow. and tougher scores. So I'll identify a couple of those guys that in individual matchups, I'd play a guy like Shane Lowry. Yeah, shopping around right now, too, Dave, to make the cut. Tiger is minus 140 now. Oh, the good numbers are gone. (laughs) The good numbers are way gone. I don't know if we're moving those numbers (laughs) or not, but uh, I think it's moving in the right direction, certainly because I do believe that's a strong play for Tiger Woods Mm -hmm. uh, to make the cut this weekend. All right, Fritz, when we come back, let's talk some NFL. And I want to get your your idea and your thoughts on potential comeback players of the year in the NFL and some other awards that maybe you want to find those good numbers on now. Come on back. It's the Lombardi Line right here on VEASAN, the Sports Betting Network. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. What's up? I'm John Wall. And I'm CJ Toledano, and we're starting a new podcast presented by DraftKings called Point Game. 
We're now joined by three-time NBA Sixth Man of the Year, elite bucket getter. Let's please welcome Jamal Crawford to Point Game. King of the Court one-on-one tournament. If they had it back in your prime, do you think he could have took it all? I'm going to be honest with you. I don't think I could have took it all, but I think I would have shocked a lot of people. I think Kobe and everybody in their prime, Kobe would win a one-on-one contest. Yeah, I, yeah, because you got to think, Love he's going to guard. He don't care about guarding. He's going to guard. He's going to exactly. guard. Like, you see him in the Olympics, exactly. he's going to guard. And then on I'm top of that. like that, see that? Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome Sam Cassell to Point Game. I remember you came out from crying tears. <laughs> crying tears. I mean, he was in a culture shock. And then I, his, he's going to withdraw us about winning. Remember what I told you? I said, I said, OG, you think I can get paid and go back and play in college because he didn't need it. <laughs> Check out Point Game with John Wall and CJ Toledano on the iHeartRadio app, DraftKings YouTube, or wherever you get your podcasts. We continue the Lombardi line here from South Point Casino in Las Vegas. Mike Pritchard, Dave Ross coming at you. And Pritch, you know, we were even in the break just talking about the mentality you know, like, you know, Carl had mentioned, I'd love to be in the head of Tiger Woods, mm-hmm. just the way he thinks, or Brooks Kepka eliminates half the field before he gets to a major. I want to get into the head of the NFL, and this might be tough, because I, know, I need to know the criteria for awards and how they think of these things. Right. Comeback player of the year. In your mind, Pritch, what defines somebody that should be eligible for the comeback player of the year? Because very quickly, in the NBA, John ja Morant one comeback player of the year. Where did he go? He was already great. So, like, we have to kind of figure out before we bet these things what the criteria for the award is in the eyes of the people that vote on these awards. Right, right. Because I think that's you have to handicap it that way. What are they looking for? Is Derrick Henry coming off injury? That feels like a fair criteria to me. But Deshaun Watson? Comeback player of the year? Because why? Because right. yeah. he had issues that kept him out of the game? Is that fair to put him in that category? Uh, you know, it's, it's a very interesting uh, question, Dave, because as a player myself, you know, why am I not on the field? Did I do something with my career to not allow me on the field, or did something happen to me on the field to where I can't play these games? So, for instance, we know as players this game is 100% injury business. We're going to get injured. We're going to get hurt. Now, am I going to miss a game or two? Or am I going to miss the entire season or half the season? So you factor that in. The Deshaun Watson thing is interesting because he didn't want to play for the Texans prior to all that stuff coming out uh, about the sexual allegations, right? So he took himself off the field totally that way. Um, Now, in addition to the fact that he's going through these litigation situations too with all these lawsuits, so from a comeback player to your standpoint, I can't bet that um, because I don't know if the better if the voters are going to look at it differently than what I just laid out. I'm right so, there with you. So from an injury standpoint, absolutely, uh, as a voter, you're going to look at yeah, this guy Derrick Henry. Oh my gosh, he had a, a plate in his foot. You know, he missed the entire season almost. And okay, here's out here, and he's got 2,000 yards. I can vote for him for comeback player of the year or something like that. But it gets interesting on this board because I think wide receiver is a prevalent position in terms of the number of guys that's qualifying for comeback player of the year. And if you think about wide receiver, it's a franchise position now. Now look at the board. All these wide receivers, Michael Thomas, Mm. um, Allen Robinson, 
Uh, he's deeper he's on the He's in a great board. situation in L.A. He is in a great situation, isn't he? He really is. Juju Smith-Schuster now with Patrick Mahomes. Uh, he's 25 to 1. Odell Beckham Jr., we just saw him. I mean, wh- whoever he lands with, right? Um, but it's just the notion that all these uh, wide receivers are on the board. I'm not looking at Robert Woods you know, in Tennessee because I don't know about the quarterback situation. Right? But I am glaring. Absolutely glaring at Allen Robinson at 20 to one with the Rams. You know, it's, it's great value there because of the situation he will be in LA with Matty Stafford and that offense Mm -hmm. and boy genius uh, is going to draw a place. I mean, Allen Robinson is going to get his right. right? I'm so with you on Deshaun Watson. Like, I'm just glad that you brought that up because that is the elephant in the room. Are the Mm -hmm. voters going to vote for Deshaun Watson? Look, we don't know the NFL. Apparently they've closed the book on it. We're going to hear whether there is a suspension. I'm hearing rumors he might not be suspended. Well, there's a panel now instead of just Roger Goodell. Right. Right. That seems crazy to me that he's not going to miss any time historically with other players that have been in similar situations off the field issues. They get six games, eight games, four games, something. Well, real quick on that. So as players, we hated the fact that the commissioner could do that. Like the judge and the jury and mm-hmm. all this. And then, So you okay, like the panel better? The panel, well, that's. Well, it was bargained. It was negotiated too. So I think the players feel better about that situation. But I, I, I don't. I can't call it. I mean, I right. I don't know if he's going to get suspended or not. But it's, that's got to factor into the answer. It's got to factor in because it's so different than when Roger uh, was just the guy who was in control of everything. Boom, judge, yeah. jury. Right. Uh, one guy on the board, and look, it, it's hard to uh, when you look at Derrick Henry as the top guy, you understand why? Because when he plays, he's just a beast, and he's probably the best running back in football. But for value, I look at Christian McCaffrey. Okay. Sixteen to one. Now again, here's the problem with Christian McCaffrey. Carolina. Carolina, <laughs> can he stay healthy? Right. And now two years running with, yeah. with McCaffrey, right? So that is hard for me to say. I, I do love the number because if he's right, he's their offense, period. And if they win eight games and McCaffrey plays 17 games, a big if, then I like his chances there. I also look at Jameis as the second favorite, and I go, boy, he's going to be in a good situation in New Orleans yeah. too, right? And he's going to have the opportunity, unless Drew Brees comes back, <laughs> oh, I know. Yeah, <laughs> well, you know, Christian, he's an unbelievable, unbelievable athlete. I was roommates with his pops. Yeah. Uh, what, what a player he was. Oh, yeah. Great player. Great player. And then I watched Christian play as a high school athlete, and then I watched him. I followed him, and uh, we missed out on him at CU, by the way. Mm. They wanted to make him a defensive back. Can you believe that? What? I know. Anyway, anyway, long story. So he should have been a buff. Uh, he should. They would have made him running back. But uh, anyway, anyway. Um <laughs> Christian, I, I think there was rumors about him being traded too. So the situation in Carolina, I don't, I, I, I it's uneasy for me yeah. from, from a betting standpoint with him. Uh, I, I like all the wide receivers on the board. I might have bias here, but uh, you know, just that position has just been elevated, not only financially, but look what Cooper Cup did last year too. Great point, right? So just a number of wide receivers in a situation for comeback player of the year in a game in which they want to throw the football, uh, they want more scoring. Uh, and I think if these guys can stay healthy, uh, a number of these players with some long odds here has has a great shot. You know, because the NFL is now embraced gambling, right, and we're happy about that as a gambling network for mm-hmm. sure. I think they need to outline what the criteria is. Right. I think that's fair. I think it's a fair ask of the NFL that if you have an award, just tell us what the criteria is. And then as handicappers, we have a better opportunity to try to walk you down the primrose path as a better to get to get the better idea. Because really, the Deshaun Watson one, the elephant in the room there, doesn't make a whole lot of sense how he's on this board at 7-1 as the comeback player of the year.
So NFL, we just ask you to do that. If you just tell us what the criteria is, then we can all play the, by the same rules. Let's talk about Coach of the Year mm-hmm. because this is always intriguing to me. You know, we identified Mike Vrabel last year, and I thought we were spot on with that as the year went on. Can you look at the dearth of talent, especially without Derrick Henry, and you can understand why Vrabel won that award? See, that one fooled me, though. Really? It did. Because – Doing, I mean, it's a hundred percent injury business. At some point, as a coach, you're going to have to adjust because you're not going to have a player or two or three or four or five uh, in that situation. I, I, I was riding with Zach Taylor, and because he was in a situation where he was on the hot seat, he's going to get fired. Yeah, that's true. And that guy, now again, you don't factor in the playoff run, but just in the regular season, when you had four players on offense do something that's never been done in the history of the game, Ooh. four players 25 years or younger. Uh, in which the quarterback went over 4,000 yards, uh, running back goes over 1,000 yards, and then two wide receivers go over 1,000 yards, all at the age of 25 or younger. It's like, how did that not sway voters wow. for Zach Taylor, who was on the hot seat? It's but yet, I, I missed out on uh, Vrabel and the job he did with the injured players out there. <laughs> you know, and I think that gets into expectations. By the way, they lost to Houston, by the way, with all those players. <laughs> I think it gets into expectations, <laughs> right? Right. And so I, I got a name on the board I want to throw out. Okay. And I know before you laugh me off the set here, <laughs> the biting kneecaps at 20 to one. Oh man. I Dan like Campbell. One. I do. Because I look at Detroit and I, I feel like they're primed for a bigger year, but what's big six wins, seven wins. Mm. So if you, def- if you kind of, you bust through the expectation roof, that people America has on you, I think that's how you can sneakily win this award of 20 to 1. Because nobody's expecting anything out of Detroit. So all of a sudden, they quote-unquote surprise and win six games. Right. Pritch, people are going to go, look at Dan Campbell. Look at the job he's done. Like, he's crying after losses. He's biting kneecaps. We're going <laughs> to fight you on the way up. Like, that stuff plays. And I think some of the other names he's on the board. changed the culture. Right, right, all that right, stuff. Right. The narrative street. I think that actually plays, and I do believe they're going to be a team that's going to surprise this year uh, in the North. You know, Dave, you were looking for a criteria. I, I think you found it, the narrative. Who's going to win the narrative? I think Vrabel did a great job of winning the narrative with what he did. Totally. Over Zach Taylor, even though the resume or what – Might have been better for Zach. Might have been better for Zach. <laughs> um, but Josh McDaniels is another one at 18-1. He's won six Super Bowls. And, wow. Okay, he's get redemption time, right? He's getting another shot at a head coach – uh, say the Raiders qualify for the playoffs. Well, or they say have they a win great, the division. Say they the win the division. The division in exactly. the history of football. Exactly. There's your narrative right there, 18-1. Mm, I like um, that. So from a criteria standpoint, I'll look for narrative. I mean, Nathaniel Hackett uh, with Russell Wilson, you know, Sirianni even out there in Philly. I was just thinking of Sirianni because they're kind of the chic pick right now in the mm-hmm. NFC East, I think for good reason, right. With after what they did in the draft. Can I sell you on Boy Genius 2.0, Brandon Staley at 14-1? to because, and you cringed. Yeah, I did. Because the, the thing is, is like it was his own demise right. that kept the Chargers out of the playoffs. So would he be coach of the year if he just, you know, kind of doesn't make the same mistakes twice, so to speak? Because I do think your point about McDaniels at 18 to 1, whoever wins that division, talking about narrative street, mm-hmm. we're talking about this being hypothetically the toughest division in the history of pro football. Right. You win that division, maybe by default you could win the award. Boy Genius had a quarterback that threw for 5,000 yards last year, too, and they're better defensively on paper. So it's where is there, he at, 14-1? 14-1 for Boy Genius 2.0, because McVay's 25-1. Right. He's the original Boy Genius. When we come back, we're going to get Lou Finicaro's thoughts on all things NHL and a pretty sneaky good fight card this weekend for the USC. Come on back. It's the Lombardi Line here on Visa and the Sports Betting Network. 
The VEASAN Spring Special is here. For only $59, you get everything VEASAN has to offer from now to the end of July. The next few months are going to be filled with the best betting content in the biz right here at VEASAN.com. Subscribers are going to have access to all of it, including Adam Burke's daily MLB Best Bets. Jonathan Von Tobel's got you covered in the NBA. Andy McNeil has got you covered for the Stanley Cup playoffs. We're going to have lots of NFL preseason coverage as well, not to mention continued best bets and premium articles covering golf, UFC, USFL, and NASCAR. If you want the full VEASAN experience, which features a daily best bets email, every edition of Points Spread Weekly, use of our betting tools, and a live video stream whenever you want it. The cost is only $59 to be a subscriber through July 31st, so sign up now at VEASAN.com slash spring. Back alongside Mike Pritchard, I'm Dave Ross. This is the Lombardi Line here on a Wednesday, and that means on Wednesday, not only do we get Steve Mackinan's great numbers, we get our guy, Lou Finicaro, his great numbers as well. Follow him on Twitter, as I do, at Lou, and he's got a great podcast, the Bout Business Podcast, that we'll get to in a minute. But Lou, before we talk UFC, we got to talk some puck with you, my friend, because I do believe on this very show, back in, say, February, you gave out some futures that could look very profitable right now. If memory serves, I believe you gave out Calgary at 22 to 1 to win the cup, 11 to 1 to win the West. How about Carolina at 9 to 1 and plus 550? And the blue shirts, 25 to 1 to come out of the East. Lou, those are really juicy numbers that you gave out, and they're still alive and kicking. Yeah, yeah. first, Mike and Dave, thanks for having me on. Thanks for bringing that up. Uh, It's nice to hit them last year. Actually, after the first round, my futures were decimated. So it's nice to be in play. It affects to a little bit of a degree how I interact and wager in these semifinal and final games upcoming. Uh, but it's nice to be alive. It's nice to share it on VSIN. And I appreciate you guys giving me the platform to do so. Absolutely, Lou. And look forward to your intel, too. I mean, as we move on through the playoffs uh, in the NHL, I mean, the first round was crazy <laughs> in terms of seven uh, game series uh, goals scored. Uh, the Avs and the Blues, for instance, was fantastic as that goes to overtime. A two to one edge for the abs and shots on goal. But what's standing out to you? I mean, I know the series just be, uh, just started here, uh, but those two games last night was uh, they were pretty good. They were very good. They were both unders. Mm-hmm. I had both unders. And what I want to address, Mike, is the fact that these these overs at the end of the first round, 31, 18 and two. Now they both of them lost. So they're 31, 20 and two. Now the the unders are going to come. We have to be judicious in how we approach them, Uh, but don't give me no seven on a playoff game. I don't care if it's Florida, Tampa Bay, I'm taking it under maybe more judicious tonight, but unders are coming and the road teams. I think you'll see, uh, a stronger performance of road teams in this round. Last night, they were one and one. Uh, let's talk a little bit about that very quickly because, you know, Tampa Bay, I know you were on the Lightning last night and it struck again. And look, after that emotional Game 7 win north of the border against Toronto to eliminate uh, the Maple Leafs here, and then you get the Panthers. Do you think they took a little bit of the Panthers' heart last night in Game 1 in this Battle of Florida? How would you handicap the series overall going forward? Going into the series, Dave, I thought Florida had a chance to boat race Tampa. I'll be honest. And if we look at it last night, it looked like I was 100% wrong. It looks like Tampa going to boat race 
Florida, but we can't draw too many conclusions off one game. Florida's driving. They're an ascending team. Tampa's trying to stay there. Brandon Point's hurt. Uh, I, I think in a long, tough series, number one, I think there's six, seven games in this series. And number two, holding Carolina ticket. I hope it's at least six or seven. And these two beat the bejeebies out of each other. <laughs> hey, holding that ticket's pretty good in a hold right now with Carolina against the Blue Shirts. And we got the, the Battle of Canada here with Edmonton and, and Calgary. And I know, again, you gave out those numbers with the Flames early on. How do you how do you look at those two series here? Because, again, the Blue Shirts, what a heroic comeback down 3-1 to beat Pittsburgh. And now you get Carolina that just had a really tough series in their own right against Boston. In each case, because of the futures held, Carolina and Calgary, I'm a little cautious with each. The lucky part of it on the Wales side is that whether it's the Rangers or the Canes, I'm represented in the finals in a long ticket, and I'm going to be able to get out with profit. So uh, in each series, I regard the underdog higher than the market does. I'll say that. And tonight, I'll be on both road teams thinking that they're going to have value not only from the time the line was sent, but they'll get another 10, 15 cents between now and the time they drop the puck only because the public's going to be betting those home teams. All right. Well, it was great intel to give out there. And hopefully the people listened to that and got in good positions like you are in right now, sir, as we go deeper into the Stanley Cup playoffs. You know, I mentioned it. I talk about it with you, Lou. Uh, we do it each week on First Strike. Sneaky good card again this week, gentlemen, in the UFC here. And uh, whenever you have Holly Holm on the card, it's a future Hall of Famer, obviously. Uh, she's going to take on Ketlin Vieira in the main event here in the Bantamweight division. Holly's been getting some of the steam here as the week has gone on, Lou. Uh, 230 is what we're seeing here as she's laying that price against Vieira. We understand the pathways here, right? Holly Holm certainly wants to make this a kickboxing event. Vieira would like to take this fight down to the ground. Does she have the capabilities to take Holly home down to the ground and make this a tougher fight than maybe the odds makers see on the board today? If she had more than three or four UFC fights and, and if she had faced a little bit different caliber opponent, then maybe I would say yes, but she's very, very awkward on the feet. And it, it's, it's the transition of how she's going to go from space to negating home space that's going to be the issue here. And even though Holly's 40, she's still going to be able to use the range and the space in that octagon to her favor. And I think she pitter-patters this young lady to death. <laughs> you know, I was going to ask you about that, too, because, you know, you look at the age difference here, but yet uh, Holly also, she hasn't been that active. No. Uh, so I know she's more skilled, but... Is she used to that, uh, the inactivity and the fact that, okay, I can step into the octagon, still have that defense that's necessary to get this job done here? I'm going to trust that she's been a professional and the time off has been well spent to get her rejuvenated mentally. She's been a professional fighter for a couple of decades. And I, I and when I say professional, I mean consummate professional. Mm -hmm. So this ain't Cowboy Cerrone who's drinking Budweiser and, and you know, riding Buck and Broncos. This is a gal that I think is focused here and wants to still be relevant at this age, and I think she can be. Uh, very quickly, big picture on that, because I think you guys are touching on something that's important for the mentality of Holly Holm and maybe why she's being bet up a little bit here, Lou, as the week goes on. Now that Juliana Pena has dethroned Amanda Nunes in this division, 
This is Holly Holmes, a former champion. She was the first one to knock off Ronda Rousey to win this belt back in the day in Melbourne. Do you think Holly looks at this and says, if I beat Ketlin Vieira here and do it with relative ease, I'm back in title contention, big picture, in the Bantamweight division? Yeah, I, I think she would like to. But let's understand, Dave, the Bantamweight division is three deep. It's Amanda, it's Pena, and it's Holly. After that, all these women kind of are mashed potatoes. I, I, I don't want to put them down, and I don't want to negate their skill, but they're trying to break into that top three, and I don't know that any of them really can. Vieira has a chance to, but it's all. this is her fifth UFC fight. She's still cutting her teeth. Yeah, no doubt about it. Again, we're seeing that the over here, gentlemen, is juiced pretty heavily uh, over $2 here to four and a half rounds. So, Lou, even though it's a non-title bout, it is a main event, so potentially could go all five. We saw the, the chaos of what happened last week with Alexander Rockage blew out his knee in the third round or, asked that, or else that fight looked like it was destined to go over. How do you handicap the total rounds in this one? Yeah, when I say that Holm will pitter-patter her to death, now I, I half mean that, but Holm has powerful kicks, and in the course of 25 minutes, Vera could wear down. So uh, I don't have strong opinions this early in the week on that total, especially since yesterday they weren't even out. So I expected it to be high. Uh, I would think that this is a home decision or a home late round stop. And that's the way you can get better value there. If you do like Holly home via decision, you can shorten that price tag down from $2.40 here. I want to ask you about uh, very quickly in the final minute, Santiago Ponzinibbio against Michael Pajara. This has fight of the night written all over it. Uh, pretty evenly matched here, it looks like, in the welterweight division. What do you make of this matchup? I make fireworks. We got a <laughs> we got a 35 year old crazy crazy Argentine against a flamboyant huge for the division Brazilian that uses capoeira kicks and he looks like he's you know jumping off a jungle gym and on a trapeze. The guy uses so many uh, different kinds of spinning kicks and such. That says. That said, he uses a lot of energy, and if Ponzinibbio can take this deep, that's his path to victory the way I handicap this game. No doubt about it. And again, I always tell Nick Kalikas, our buddy on First Strike, who does the numbers over at Circa, if you put numbers for fight of the fight of the night, I'd put my money on that one. That's going to be one hell of a fight. Hey, Lou, appreciate it. Again, check out the Bout Business Podcast, everybody. Great information each and every week. Lou, Lou we'll see you on Friday for First Strike. Thanks for having me on, guys. Good luck, everyone. There he is, Lou Finnecaro, everybody. Come on back and wrap it up here on the Lombardi Line on Visa and the Sports Betting Network. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare.
Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. What's up? I'm John Wall. And I'm CJ Toledano, and we're starting a new podcast presented by DraftKings called Point Game. We're now joined by three-time NBA Sixth Man of the Year, elite bucket getter let's please welcome jamal crawford to point game king of the court one-on-one tournament if they had it back in your prime do you think he could have took it all i'm gonna be honest with you i don't think i could have took it all but i think i would have shocked a lot of people i think kobe and everybody in their prime kobe would win a one-on-one contest yeah yeah because you gotta think he's gonna guard he don't care about guarding He's gonna guard. He's gonna exactly. guard. Like you see him in the Olympics, exactly. he's gonna guard. And then on I'm top of that, like that, see that, ladies and gentlemen, please welcome Sam Cassell to Point Game. I remember you came out from crying tears. <laughs> crying tears. I mean, he was in a culture shock. And then his, he's going to withdraw us about winning. Remember what I told you? I said, I said, OG, you think I can get paid and go back and play in college? Because he ain't need it. <laughs> Check out Point Game with John Wall and CJ Toledano on the iHeartRadio app, DraftKings YouTube, or wherever you get your podcasts. BetMGM, the king of sportsbooks, unleashes the spirit of Las Vegas with BetMGM Rewards. Every time you make a wager at BetMGM, you're going to earn BetMGM Rewards points that you can redeem for online bonus credits like free bets and risk-free tokens. Planning a trip to Vegas will come on out and convert those BetMGM points into MGM Rewards points that you can use towards dining and shows and hotel rooms at over 20 MGM Resort properties located on the Las Vegas Strip and nationwide. BetMGM Rewards is sports betting's premier loyalty program featuring exclusive offers, incredible experiences, and valuable perks when you wager in the BetMGM app. Sign up with BetMGM or log on today to get an even bigger piece of the action with BetMGM Rewards. Eligibility restrictions to apply. Visit BetMGM.com for terms and conditions. Must be 21 years of age or older to wager. Please gamble responsibly. If you have a problem, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Wrapping things up here on the Lombardi Line with Mike Pritchard. I am Dave Ross. This is VEASAN, the Sports Betting Network. And it's an interesting exercise. We just had Lou Finnecaro on. Mm-hmm. And we talked about the great numbers he got in hockey that he bet in February. And now as you sit here in May, you go, man, I'm so glad I did. Because now I've got a shot. We don't know how it's going to turn out. But you put yourself in prime position to really get the best of the number. And I think it's a really worthwhile exercise. And we do it with Wes Reynolds each and every week uh, on the Lombardi line during the NFL season, which is bet now or bet later. Mm -hmm. But now that we have numbers that are already out for week one, Pritch, I know it's May. People are like, why should I bet the NFL now? Well, you might actually be able to get better numbers now than you're going to get when we get closer to kickoff in September. Breaking it down, what, about 16 Sundays away? We're getting close. <laughs> I know, right? Right? I can't Think wait. about that. 16 weekends away. Ooh. So I got to ask you, <laughs> week one, bet now or bet later? Mm-hmm. Now, the Bills and the Rams, the number right there, it's one. So we're seeing almost a pickup, right? L.A., it's going to be in SoFi, defending, reigning, Super Bowl champions, getting your rings, all the pomp and circumstance that comes with it. But defending champs have done pretty well in these Thursday night openers. Now, again, you look at the total. That's what really jumps out to me. 52 and a half. Pritch, do you bet either of those numbers now or do you bet it later? I mean, 
I don't know if these numbers are going to change uh, because think about preseason for both of these teams. L.A., they're not going to play anybody. Nah. We saw that last year. Sean McVay, he didn't play any of his starters in preseason. Uh, and then if you look at Buffalo, too, they don't want to f- afford to get anybody hurt. They're not going to play anybody. Mm. Uh, so what's going to be revealed between now and this game? Um, I don't know if much is going to be revealed that way. We might see some backups get some run in preseason, and you get excited about that. Uh, but the main characters, I mean, Josh – Allen, the last time, I mean, you think about, what, 2020. I'm going to go back to 2020. Mm-hmm. Uh, 35 to 32 shootout early on in the year. It was a raw Josh Allen back then, too. Wow. Four touchdowns, four sacks, one interception, 311 yards against Aaron Donald and, and the Rams. So it's kind of a coming-of-age game for sure, Josh Allen. Sure, sure. And just the career path of Josh Allen so far, too, he's not going to be phased by the Rams and that defense and the fact that they're Super Bowl champions. And then you're, you're the Rams. You want to defend what you accomplished and what you won. So I don't know if these numbers are going to change that much. So betting it now, uh, if you can find an edge, why not? Let me ask you this, because, Pritch, you, you know this better than most, being in the league and, and being a first-round draft pick. Do, do you feel like offenses are ahead of defenses early or vice versa? Because my proclivity there is mm-hmm. to play the first half under. Right. Just kind of doing the, the numbers, probably 26, 27, somewhere in that ballpark, if you could get that now that they come out and they're a little bit sluggish. It's Thursday night. Or do you think offenses come out, guns blazing, baby, let's get some points in the Well, board. here's a fair answer. So back in my day, Dave, <laughs> um, we had two-a-days and we would hit. They're so not doing that anymore. They're not doing that anymore. Defenses were ahead of offenses when I played because of the fact that, look, they're live action, uh, they're hitting, you know, you're nursing injuries. I, I think as an offense, you, you might not be executing the way that you want but now, because they don't even hit, hell, they don't even wear pads a lot of times anymore. Uh, I think offenses, especially offenses that have continuity on their side, uh, they are ahead of defenses because defenses are reacting anyway. Defense is a guessing game mm-hmm. until you can skew down in distance in your favor, second and 10, uh, third and long. I mean, that's when defenses kind of rise up and you see how good a defense is. But as an offense, we want to keep them guessing. And I think offenses, and you look at all the head coaches that are calling plays right now, they understand that. They know how to keep defenses guessing. So I think offense is ahead of defense right now. That walks me off the underledge right there. <laughs> but that's the type of intel that I'm looking yeah. for. Because, again, I think the number feels high. But to your point, you're not hitting the camp. You're not mm. playing in preseason. Mm-hmm. So for defenses, that's the first live tackling some of those right. guys are going to do all summer. And it's tough to tackle when you're not practicing it. And so I think that's a very salient point right there to remember, even if the number feels high, a very astute observation there. I want to get to the Niners against the Bears. And this is on uh, Sunday, mm-hmm. on September 11th. And you look at the, the Niners on the ROAD as almost a touchdown favorite. Now, what might change here? Who's playing starting quarterback right. for the Bears? <laughs> Excuse me, for the Niners. We the don't Niners, know. Yeah. Is it Jimmy G? Is it Trey Lance? We assume it's Trey Lance. Does that number move? depending on who the quarterback is. I don't know about that one because I, I think the books are factoring in Trey Lance. I mean, you got a guy and Garoppolo coming from surgery. You don't know. But even if he's back out on the field, is he going to have enough time to win that job back? Or the 49ers still going to trade him? Are they going to allow him to win or, the job? Right. I guess a good point right, right there. You look at Chicago, that organization has been stripped. I mean, they needed to be. From a front office standpoint to a coaching standpoint – uh, and I just go back from my own experiences when a coach comes in and he has to establish credibility. Like, how do you do that? Or do you have the ability of doing that? And I don't know if Iberfoulos can do that. 
Mm. Right? I mean, we'll we'll find out. But with this roster, it's a younger roster quarterback, seems to be a leader uh, with um, Justin Fields. Mm-hmm. He seems to have those leadership qualities that you like. But from a talent standpoint, I, I, just, I just don't know where Chicago is. And clearly, San Francisco, they have one of the better rosters in the National Football League. You know, back in my day, <laughs> when, you know, early on when I was really getting in and figuring out numbers and gambling spaces, and I'm mm-hmm. talking about the 80s, mm-hmm. okay, when I used to keep my football notebooks in high school, it was kind of the, the unwritten rule then was that the totals, the extremes would be 37-47, right? That if it was 37, you, that it's begging you to take the, the over, Right. And 47 conversely is begging you to take the under those numbers are long gone right. in these days in the way that modern day football is. But when I see 42 and a half, that's the new 37, right? That they're going, this is an extremely low total. I don't know that I can bet that under because again, it's double dog daring you like, man, we're going to put a low total out there. Do you have the, you know, what right. to play the under on 42 and a half? Cause that's what it's telling you to do with an extremely low total. I have no idea what this Bears offense is going to look like. Mm. But to your point about offenses being ahead, if there's ever a time for shock and awe for the Bears and unveiling Justin Fields, maybe it's week one. Yeah, one thing to keep in mind, too, though, Kyle is a pedal-to-the-metal type of coach. Uh, And if he can run it up on you, I think he will. I kind of like the over. (laughs) Right. Uh, Let's let's talk about the Colts against the Texans. Texans are one of those teams last year that – I think they maximized what they could do with mm-hmm. a not very good roster. And now they got a new regime change there. Lovey Smith takes over. Uh, the Colts, we got a new quarterback there in Matty Ice. He comes in seven and a half. Feels like a big number to lay in the road. Do you bet it now or bet it later? Oh, I bet this one later. Mm. I would bet this one later. I, I need to I need to see Matt Ryan a little bit uh, with that good offensive line. And I, I think from a new quarterback standpoint, can the Colts afford to miss the entire offseason again like they did last year with Carson Wentz? I think that's why Carson Wentz isn't there uh, because of what happened in the offseason leading up to the season. Oh. He wasn't available. I know, the, I know the injury, the injury thing, but there was some other stuff that, mm. that probably rubbed people the wrong way. Uh, Matt Ryan, you know, he's going to have to be on the field a little bit with this new offense, with this offense. And so uh, I want some more intel. I mean, I, I know the Texans, I'm not going to say the T word, but they are in the sweepstakes for a starting quarterback next year. How oh. about that? Uh, I mean, you draft uh, Stingley, and I get it, but that's not going to help you win a lot of games this year. No. Um, so, you know, I, I think uh, Houston's going to have another bad year, poor year. But I want some more intel before betting this one. I would bet it later. Well, let's get to the game of the week. Tampa Bay at Dallas, <laughs> America's team, right? And so you look at the Cowboys. are going to get two and a half at home. Another high total at 52 right. and a half. You know, it's odd as a Cowboy fan. I go, man, the way – and look, it was a high-scoring affair in week one last year in Tampa. Cowboys were getting nine. They easily covered the number. Almost won the game, lost by two. What a difference a year makes. Now you're getting seven less points in this one, but you are playing the game in Dallas. What's your proclivity? Bet it now or bet it later? I would bet this one later, too. Uh, Godwin coming back from injury. There's there's some moving parts here defensively for the Buccaneers. going to be a little bit different. And then Bowles. I, I want to see how he coaches as a head coach now. Uh, with the Buccaneers, too. So I want to see that dynamic, Bowles and, and Brady. Uh, I know what I'm going to get for the Cowboys. So this one, betting it later, depending on that number, uh, I don't like the number anyway right now. But I would bet this one later. I got to tell you, right now, that's going to be maybe a first half under that I play. Because yeah. uh, remember Mike McCarthy, Kellen Moore, run the football. 
Mm-hmm. And you got two good running backs. I know Ezekiel Elliott, he's a fullback in my eye, in my eyes these days, right? <laughs> so, like, Pollard and Zeke, run that one-two. Keep Brady off the field as best you can. Ball control. You yeah. don't have Amari Cooper anymore. I think it's a big year for CeeDee Lamb. But to me, let's not get into a shootout. His helmet suggests that he's a fullback. Big head on that guy. Big old head. <laughs> Fritz, really enjoyed it, as always. What a show today. Absolutely. Uh, great Mike uh, conversation, as always. want to thank Lou Finicaro. I want to thank Carl Paulson and Steve Mackinnon as well. Thanks for watching The Lombardi Line here on VEASAN, the Sports Betting Network. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow The Global Story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. Zumo Play is your destination for endless entertainment. With a diverse lineup of 350-plus live channels, movies, and full TV series, you'll easily find something to watch right away. And the best part? It's all free. Love music? Get lost in the 90s with iHeart 90s. Dance away with hip-hop beats and more on the iHeart Radio music channels. No logins, no signups, no accounts, no hassle. So what are you waiting for? Start streaming at play.xumo.com or download from the app and Google Play stores today. All you can stream with Zumo Play.